Please, please start. For the love of God, please start. Please explain. Um, hello, Lisa Sinclair. Hello, Claire Isaac. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. What's, what's going on? Um, what's happening? Today, what's the haps? The haps are. Um, today on the podcast, Lisa. Yes, Claire. I think we'll be talking about all sorts of fun stuff. Did you know that looking at nice things makes you nicer? No. Nicer looking? Oh, no. I'll tell you about that. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about passive-aggressive emails. Yes. As per about... our previous conversation. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> we're going to talk about bedtime procrastination. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask a couple of big questions. Big questions. questions. All right. Sounds all right. Stuff. So, you know, it's a hell of a lot of value for money, isn't, there, it? isn't it? Well, it's free. free so <laughs> like Basically, we could just into it. bark and quack. <laughs> well, some and people be good would value. say. Some people would say. That's what we do anyway. Yeah. So, Barking mad. Yeah. Woof um, woof. <laughs> we've had half a piccolo of moet. So we're being posh. Moe. No, it's moet. Oh god, I had this argument at the weekend and I can't remember what the outcome was. It is moet. I'm gonna Google that. Okay. And we'll come back to you yeah. the answer at the end. Yeah. All right, let's go. First of all, Lisa. Yeah. This is something you could do just before you went to bed. Yeah. Look what up is it? how to pronounce moe. Oh, yes. Because there is such a thing as bedtime procrastination, yes. and you are a prime yes. I do it. perpetrator. Do you do it? Do you do it? Um, yeah, I do it, but I also do it because that's when I watch my shitty TV shows. and like have a cup of tea and look yeah. at things. Yeah. So, this was a story in the SMH by Kimberly Gillen. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank um, you for letting us steal your content. <laughs> yes, and it <laughs> is called... Revenge bedtime procrastination, it's the practice of delaying sleep for some life-affirming me time. Mm-hmm. So it's that spot, after you've finished your work or didn't done everything you had to do, for me, it's when my husband is asleep next to me in bed, mm-hmm. and like you just mentioned, I sit, um, I just watch Real Housewives. Yeah. Or it's just that little bit of me time. But it's actually like, it's almost a bit like um, punishing yourself because you know you're going to feel shit the next day. Yes, you're you've got to go to sleep and you should go to sleep and you shouldn't be on your screens all the time. But it's just that pleasure of having that moment, right, to yeah. yourself. It's just that little Perfect. that little time in the day now where actually no one can talk to you no or one can get call to you, you or call you. Or email unless you. Unless it's my mother ringing from the UK. <laughs> Hello, um, Maureen. Hello, Maureen. So... <laughs> The term is a translation of a Chinese phrase, um, which was brought to English speakers by journalist Daphne K. Lee, who described it as, quote, people who don't have much control over their daytime life, refusing to sleep early in order to regain some sense of freedom during late night hours. Catchy. Mm, very catchy. <laughs> I've got it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Please see back of T-shirt for the rest of this slogan. Yes, so, and then it talks to lots of people who are doing exactly that. Um, oh, actually, look, Tracy Smith, 42, from Wodonga, mm. waits all day for a couple of quiet hours to binge watch Real Housewives. Yeah. Is that you, really? No, I'm not actually <laughs> Tracy Smith from Wodonga, because she's 42. Mm. But anyway. Younger than you, isn't um, she? And back in the day, mm. you would have read a book, but... Um, you know, if you're a dimly lit room reading a book, sleep will take over. But now we've got our little phones in our paws. Yeah. You've, you've got the world at your fingertips, haven't you? Yeah. And so you can just scroll endlessly, watch TV, you know, Google this, Lovely. Google that, Google if it's Moe or Moet. <laughs> what was the answer? I don't know. I've just um, haven't Googled it. I haven't had, I haven't had my, pee t- my me time to Google it. <laughs> pee time. Pee time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, do you do it? 
Yeah, I do it, but it's, my husband goes to bed earlier than me, and I like nothing more than watching. This is when I watch Celebrity Apprentice yes, or which we're loving. MasterChef or the thing that he, yeah. um, you know, whatever he doesn't want to watch. Um, and I'll get on it because he doesn't like me. Not that he doesn't like me, but I can. It's quite annoying to watch TV with someone who's always scrolling through their phone and stuff. So I tend to try not to do that. Till and then I'll look at Instagram and I'll yeah. make a list of what I've got to do tomorrow. Yeah, it's just a little clear think time. Think about things that I need to get done. Yeah. I might paint my nails badly or yeah, and yeah. sort of um, you know think about who you hate. Think about who, write a list. Who's wronged you during my the burn day? Book. <laughs> burn book. <laughs> we should bring back a burn book, shouldn't we? <laughs> Burn books are great. Do a burn book. It was on yeah. his book. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, while we wait for you to find out how to spell how to pronounce Moet, yeah. Um, let's do some beauty spot. Beauty spot. Beauty spot. No, you're quite right. It's Moet, mm. but it's not for the reasons you think it is. It's because <laughs> Mr. Moet oh, is Dutch, right? And that's how he pronounces his name. Well, that makes sense. Moet, right? But if it was French, it would be Moet. It would be Moet. Yes. But it's actually a name, Moet. Yeah. So what did you say? Moet. All right. I'll give you that. But I only I did it because someone told me once that that's how you pronounced it. Yeah. Not because I was always pronouncing it Moet mm. as well. Because I thought, oh, it's French. Posh. Mm. Anyway, beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty spot. This is an interesting beauty spot, mm. as opposed to all the others, which are <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, it's quite interesting. Did you know that looking at beautiful things like art can actually make you more beautiful. And how yourself. does that work then? Well, I'm glad you asked. Lisa. Yes. It doesn't have just have the ability to make you feel good. It can help you look good. Research has shown that those regularly exposed to art have experienced dramatic dips in cortisol, the increased production of which can affect not only your mental well-being but also sleep and digestion and accelerate the ageing process of your skin. Gosh, so going to an art gallery once a week. Yeah. Is that enough? Yeah. It lowers your cortisol levels and it curbs mm. waves of anxiety. It is essential for diminishing the damaging impact of stress on your skin, a precursor to inflammation and a slew of conditions like acne and eczema. Well. I can totally see that. Yeah. So they're saying that if you go and look at art already, your body, everything slows down and mm. you're calm. Mm. And obviously it depends Any what kind you're of looking art? at. I mean, what if you're looking at, like, I don't know, scary art? I'd say probably not. You might want to look at the old masters. Yeah, well, Impressionism. <laughs> something lovely. Nice flowers. My um, favourite cows. And also, if you're trying to... Un- so if you're looking at something for a long time, you know when you see people at the art gallery mm. and they're standing, standing for hours? Yeah. That's really good because it gives you pleasure because slow-looking exercises can help you, especially in, mm. in today's society where we're constantly scrolling. Mm. So looking at something for a long time can provide solace and balance, something sorely lacking in many of us. I used to have a job where I would walk over to the art gallery at lunchtime. Mm. Oh, well, that wasn't your job? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, let me rephrase. I had a job that I had a lunch break. Right. And during the lunch break, right. I would walk over to the art gallery at lunchtime. Wow. And I would sometimes just go in and just just to look at one painting. Yeah. And that's it. I didn't like all. I just I'm going to go and look at that painting, or I'm going to go and look at that sculpture. And I would just do it, and it was so lovely. It was amazing. And then one time I found a whole room, and I thought I knew the art gallery really, really well, New South Wales Art Gallery. And one time I found a whole room of paintings I'd never seen before. Mm. And I was so excited. And it was all these Dutch people from the you know 1500s, and I was just like, oh. 
new friends. Interesting. Yes. I, um, not really. Sorry. No, it is. They oh. also say um, that it's a starting point for conversations about power, race, and empathy. So there's all that mm. kind of stuff too. And funnily enough, I mm. watched the first ep- a sneaky first episode Ooh, sneak peek. of a show that's yes. coming onto the ABC, which is about the Archibald, hosted by Rachel Griffiths. Yes. Where she goes and looks, she's trying to find the one piece of art from the Archibald Prize over the last 100 years that embodies the spirit of Australia. Right. And she has conversations with all these people about just that. So it's like right. it's like the world is, mm. you know, colluding to make me go to the art gallery. Go to the art gallery. I don't really get the Archibald, do you? I, well, Isn't it just paintings in, of people's faces? It's interesting because it's a portraiture prize. You're yes. right. You're right. But portraits are really easy ways of people to get into art because you can actually cause okay, you can they're look obvious. at them and then you can yeah. go, oh, I don't like that or I like that or I can see yeah. what you can see is character. Yeah. It doesn't look like them. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who, especially in today's modern world. Yes. With all the selfies and everything, yes, you know, it's kind of it's an easy access point, I reckon, for art. During the last year's lockdowns, lots of the art galleries put all their stuff online. Yeah, and apparently they? that's just as good. Oh, there you go. Because you can still see it, and you yeah. can spend time looking at it. And in fact, it's probably easier for a lot of people because. Mm. There is a sort of, there's a high wankness, isn't there? Hey. <laughs> there's a high wank factor <laughs> in a lot of art mm. um, that maybe people are put off by. And if they mm. can, and especially standing there and having people, you know, yes. wanking on about the brush strokes. Yeah. If you can do it from the privacy the of your own home. Yeah. Still gives you that satisfaction, yeah. the calm. I, or, makes your skin lovely. And it makes it's your skin better. What about the little, you know, notes next door to the art? Oh, yeah. I can totally have, unintelligible. I always have to go really yeah. close up to them because I can't see. Oh. And also, so, but then when you can see them, they they're just like yeah they're, they're pretty they're pretty wanky, aren't they? Yeah. Look, you know what? I mean, the wanks probably not going to make your skin any better, but the rest is. Hey. See. Uh-huh. Right. Let's not go down that route. <laughs> Let's talk about something else that's um, a sort of trending at the yes. moment. Yes. What is it? Everyone watching things. Binging. Oh, binge television. Yeah. Yes. So this so, came off the back of an um, article in the Washington Post. Um, I thought it was written by Molly Magnall. I was going to say what a great byline, but no, she did the, um, the illustration. illustration. Which it is written, also lovely. Which is lovely. It's written by Alyssa Rosenberg. And she says, binge watching television gave us what we said we wanted, but it's made us lonelier. Mm. Which I thought was quite interesting, especially in the wake of, obviously, the Friends reunion last week. Yeah. And then I haven't been watching it, but the entire universe has been watching Mary of, Mary of East Town, which finished yesterday. Which finished yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we talk about, like, Girls Five Ever, we watch the whole thing mm-hmm. in a day. Mm-hmm. Halston, I watch the whole thing in a day. Mm-hmm. And it's like whether binge-watching is actually good or not. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone on the microphone who's just been deafened by yes. that noise. Yes. <laughs> um, so they, like when it came in, everyone was really, really into it, weren't they? But now people aren't quite so into it. And everyone was binging a lot last year, weren't they? Because yeah. they had nothing else to do. So there's lots of yeah. box sets being thrown around. Everyone was like, oh, you've got to watch this. And I What about this. actual box sets? Like, I missed oh, yeah. Breaking Bad oh, yeah. at the time. Did you buy the and actual then, box set? Well, I borrowed the actual box right. set of a friend mm. and then watched it in, like, the whole thing. Mm. Um but what do you enjoy most, like watching it all in one go or when they drop it weekly? Well, I get really frustrated with the weekly drop. But but, but you can see the joy in I've it. I've really enjoyed Mary of yeah. Town for that. Undoing was good for that earlier yeah, this year. Yeah. And also just that conversation, like I was in an office yesterday... And we were talking about Mayor of Easttown and everyone was so excited to go home yeah. and watch it. We all had a theory about who did it. I guessed yeah. correctly. I will not did you? spoil Don't it. Don't spoil no it because I haven't watched it yet. Um, but we talked 
at great lengths about it and it was great water cooler, old school water cooler yeah. conversation, which I do think that there is missing now. We don't have that same, you know, when you used to watch Friends and yeah. you'd be at work or whatever and you'd all be talking about the episode. Appointment or, viewing. Yeah. It says in this story that um, binging did away with much of what made television distinct, the carefully paced storytelling, the cliffhangers and the communal watching. That's true. It's true, isn't it? But then you take, I mean, everyone, the thing is, is that with binging is that everyone's watched it. you just got to be up to the same spot, don't you? But, I mean, as you know, I'm always a later doctor, so I get left out of all the, you know, everyone's like, oh, did you watch Sunset? Well, no, mm. I haven't watched it yet. Mm. So then I can't have those conversations later because mm. everyone's like, we've been there. Shush. <laughs> Keep up, Lisa. Keep up, Lisa. <laughs> well, that brings us nicely to Culture Club on a on a more on a more actual level. So Culture that we Club. can Culture Club. What's happened to all our jingles? We're not doing no, them. No, we've done them. Culture Club. Culture Club. Um, because one of the things you just spoke about was yes. the Friends reunion. Yes. And I think we should talk about it, even though everyone's talked about it in the Yes, and we talked about it on the PDAs, which is our Facebook group. Yes. At the time. I put it up at the time. You did. That was quite timely of me. Very timely. Yeah. Um, but it, again, in the same, in the context of binging TV and everything, when it was on, and I I was late to that, mm. and I watched it afterwards, and then I all the people that I used to watch it with, in, when I lived in a house in London with these people, people years ago we used to watch it as an appointment viewing literally and we'd all do the clap at the right time mm. and everything and I said you have to watch it it's amazing we all cr- and everyone cried everyone's mm. watched it twice and everyone's like we've just had this big whatsapp conversation about it because it's just so yes not as it's not as um sugary as you thought it was going to be but no. it's sugary enough because I was texting you as I started watching it going yeah. oh my god I'm yeah. cringing yeah and like the first I think three minutes was cringy, and yeah. I just thought, where are we going with this? Yeah. And then, oh my god, I just loved the whole thing. I did too, because they because they had fun with it too. Yeah. Have and you seen all the memes of um, Jer- Matt LeBlanc being the Irish uncle? Yeah. Oh my so god, good. so good. And Botox, <laughs> Botox reunion and stuff. Yeah, Botox I mean, reunion was funny. There's still a lot of. I mean, you know, there's lots of question marks about how much Botox was in the room. Yes. How much of the real people was actually yes. there? Yes. Well, I think Lisa <laughs> Kudrow wouldn't have had any. Possibly or maybe not. she did, but the others have had so much. Yeah, that, yeah. I do think Courtney Cox's face was quite substantially kind Different, of shocking at altered. the start. Yeah, you got used to her after a while. Yeah. Um, and did you see that her and David Schwimmer didn't want to recreate the dance? Recreate the dance? They didn't want to. No, but she did it with Ed Sheeran. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I laughed. I cried. I cried. I laughed. I laughed so much at some of the original footage yeah. as well. Like, they're so funny. Pivot, hilarious. Mm. The dance, hilarious. Um, and then the rest of it was just so heartwarming and sweet. It was. It was a lovely. And they're so genuinely. I couldn't believe they'd been together in the same room once since it ended. Well, that presumably that, that means they didn't actually like each other. That blew that my much. mind. I mean, I know the girls see each other all the time. And maybe yeah. Matt LeBlanc. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I mean, I like, I've enjoyed Matt LeBlanc in um, episodes very yeah, much. Yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. He's very funny. But he's still really... The only thing I ever want him to say is, how are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> um, and then I loved the catwalk. The catwalk was great. The yeah. catwalk was so and funny. When you were And when you were getting sneak peeks and it was like, Justin Bieber... No, you know, does the catwalk, and you're like, why have they got Justin Bieber in there? Why? And then yeah. when you saw it, yeah, it made perfect. sense. It was brilliant. Well, it made no sense, but it actually yeah. worked. Yeah. How much did you love um, Marta, who's the one of the creators? Oh yeah, her hair is amazing. With her long grey hair. Yeah, she was and a model of what you should be when you're in the sixties, presumably. And then um, I did read probably in one of the mags, um, Marta Kaufman, or maybe it? it was in the papers. They did a breakout on what everyone's worth. 
Um, and the three creators are worth the most money. Good. Yes. And then I think then it's Jen. Well, they probably. Yeah. I mean, she, it was funny because she's very Hollywood, isn't she? Well, Jen's got nothing to say ever. No, like, she never says anything. She never says anything. You, no. you get she's exci- like Kylie Minogue yes. in that way. You get excited and you think, oh, Jen, I'm going to talk to Jen. Oh, Jen. But actually, she's just really quite sort of beige. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's because it's all, it's all she's ever known for so long. She's got no reality. So she can't no. even have a conversation about no. anything. No. And also she's just, that world, when they talked about that world... They were such a. They were the only people who knew it. They yeah. were the only people who understand stood yeah. it. Yeah. And it must have been so crazy. Did you see that a friend of ours um, magazine cover was? Yes, on I the did screen. see that. That yeah. was exciting. Yeah. Well done, Dell. Um, and what else have you been watching or reading? Um, oh, I went to the movies. Oh yes. I saw a Quiet Place too. Now just prefacing it with, I then I first of all watched Quiet Place one on the TV. Yes. Had so you watched I it could, already? No, I no. never watched it. I said I didn't like the idea of it. And Lee said, my mm. husband said, mm. you will like it. And I was like, you always say that when you want me to watch a horror mm. film. But then I did enjoy it. Okay. It's an alien film, not a horror film all at right. all. Not too scary, was it's it? It's a jumpy jumpy. Yeah. But it's not, like, terrifying. Yeah. Um, Emily Blunt is lovely. Love Emily so Blunt. So beautiful. And I love doll. John. John is great. Krasinski. The kids, the kids are great. Kransky. <laughs> Kransky is great. <laughs> Um, it's a silly, silly film, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. So then we went to, we backed it up yeah. with Quiet Place 2, Gold Class. Oh, yes. It was a fabulous afternoon of fun good. for the whole family. Isn't I highly it? recommend going to see a film like that because it's complete escapism because there's yes. no reality at all. There's mm. no bad news, good news, mm. you know, life-affirming, non-life-affirming. Mm. It's just a shitty, silly um, piece of fiction. Yeah. But it was glorious. Yeah. Was glorious. I loved it. Oh, good for you. I give it, I give it four popcorns out of five. All right. <laughs> um, and what about the Mayor of Easttown finale? Oh, what well, can you say about that without ruining it? Look, it's a, it's a. Everybody's loved it though. Yeah, that I know. Has watched it. I don't think I want to say too much about it if you haven't seen mm. it because even by saying that there's a roller coaster and lots of twists and turns kind of spoils it in a way. Yeah. There are lots of twists and turns. Um, but they have been throughout the whole show. So it, there's lots of cliffhangers on different yeah. episodes. There's lots of and things just happen and you go what, and then it ends for the episode. Yeah. It's really really well done. Kate Winslet has completely won me over. Oh, if it wasn't the have fact, you always loved Kate Winslet. Or no, not? I've oh. never, I haven't never, not really loved it. And you know what made me love her was when she <laughs> saved Richard Branson's granny. Oh yes, by putting her over her shoulder. It yes. was actually not true in the end, but I loved that story but so much. But what about Kate Winslet in extras? Because she was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But she's very lovely, lovely. She's, she's a bit lovely. like Emma Thompson. Like, she you know, lovely. she's a bit too. Yeah. Um, I'm rather fond. I don't mind her. I'm quite fond of her. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot. Yes. <laughs> I do. I didn't. I, but I actually really liked her in this. And I thought the show was great. Mm. And I will definitely watch it. I think it. you'd like it. I'll watch it's it in two years' time and then come and talk about it. Well, you'll it. watch it in two years' time, but all in the one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, you read a book? I did read a book. I read... Oh, look, your book's on there as well. Yeah, but I can save that. Instead. Oh, okay. I read a book called The Heights by Louise Candlish. Have you read any mm. Louise Candlish? Mm-hmm. She's one of those... Um, she's English. She's one of those sort of real twisty psychological thrillers but set in completely normal... Right. Set, uh, suburban settings about normal families. Um, and I really did enjoy this, but it was absolute nonsense. <laughs> but I highly recommend everyone read it because you'll, you'll be up procrastinating into the night reading a book instead of watching... Um, Real Housewives. Right. So it's um, a woman, you've, you find out right at the beginning that, that, that um, a teenage boy has died and then a woman is um, trying to 
she's writing her life sto- story in a creative writing class. Right. And so you go back over it and he um, became friends with a, a naughty boy at school and it tells you how this relationship unravelled and how the mother was like completely paranoid about this boy and then she turned out to be right. And then, and then she's going to work in London a f- like years later and she's, there's a, an apartment block next to where she's working as an interior designer and she sees the naughty boy from school mm. who she thought was dead as well. Oh, oh you took your glasses off I took that. my glasses off. It was so... <laughs> and, it, and so... And everyone thinks she's mad and right. then it all becomes a bit sort of gaslighty and, mm. and then it sort of unravels. Um, it's really good. It's very tense. You'll be re- you read it in a day and a half. It's a really good... If you just need to flick... Right. You know, you don't have to work too hard with it. Yeah. Um, she's quite good, Louise Candlish, at, at the sort of psychological twisty turns mm. and the twists at the end of each, um, I was going to say episode, but chapter, mm. so that she keeps you reading. Um, so I think it's quite good, quite interesting. Okay, how many... Yeah. Um... Oh, look, I'm going to give it <laughs> four quills. Four quills, out of five or yeah. ten? Yeah, I'll give it four out of five. Four, 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 yeah, just five. for sort of nonsense value. Yeah. yeah. Well, nonsense value works in my world. Yeah. That's what I like most. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a big question, Lisa. What is it? A big question. Big question. Do you like baths? Yes, I do Our love baths a bath. Great. I love a bath. You do? Mm. Did you know that a hot bath is almost as good for you as going for a run? Well, I didn't know, but I'd love to hear that. <laughs> that makes me feel... It's so great. It's I had, had the best spa. news. I had an outdoor spa at the weekend. Well, there you go. You and must it, be a marathon runner It was 38 now. degrees. <gasps> That's quite hot. Yes, it was really hot. You are seriously an athlete. And you're outside <laughs> in the cold. Athlete. So it was lovely. Mm. And well, I was so relaxed afterwards, it was ridiculous. Apparently, the University of Coventry did a study. This is um, a piece in The Guardian that said it's the same as um, it can bring about certain similar health benefits to those of aerobic exercise. So it can it can raise your core body temperature, duh, um, improve blood flow, and then that can lower blood pressure, control blood sugar, and reduce inflammation. So you won't actually lose weight or build muscle oh. by having a bath, but, what, but what, you what? will do all the other things that you get. So if you've got chronic disease and stuff like that, mm. you're actually better off... Or if you say you've got um, bad knees and you can't run, yes. you can get all some of the, the good benefits parts by yes. just hopping in the bath. I love it. You might not be able to get out of the bath. And how hot does it have to be? I don't think. Um, it says 40 degrees oh, that's for an hour. Hot. Oh, that's really hot. Up to your shoulders in a hot tub. Oh, yeah. Well, that's hard No, as that's well. better. Sorry, I'm, I've, got, I've skipped ahead. Okay. That's better than sitting than in a bath. I would be pruny. Pruny. Passed out, <laughs> boiled <egg>. dehydrated, <laughs> um, fainting yeah. at that point. But you know, that there's a study that was done in, um, you know how like all those European countries love a sauna and a spa yes. and like, that hot thing? So in a, a Finland study, middle-aged men who had four to seven sauna sessions a week enjoyed a 50% reduction in their risk of fatal cardiovascular disease compa- compared to those who only had one a week. So you've okay. got to get yourself hot. And it's yes. a bit of an antidepressant. It's been shown to in- decrease the risk of dementia. Right. So I think it's actually better how, than going for a run. How lovely. Um, 
when I was having my spa at the weekend, the swimming pool wasn't heated next door because it was, you know, cold. No mm. one was swimming. Mm. But it, you could sit in the hot spa and dangle your oh, hand yeah. in the cold pool. Keep yourself And that was really lovely. temperature. That was really nice. No, I've never been a big fan of spas and stuff because I run sport? hot. Oh, you do. <laughs> God. But that's gonna to have to be our tagline. I run hot. <laughs> but having said that, I'm running colder. Weirdly, in my menopausal stage, mm. I'm feeling the cold a lot more this year than I oh, ever have before. That's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, it's nice to feel the yeah. cold. But um, so I can probably have a sauna or a spa now. Yeah. And get all the benefits and not have to go to my trainer anymore. Hello, Sam. You'd miss him. I would miss him. <laughs> I would miss him. <laughs> Okay, so when you're in the bath, Lisa, yeah. do you eat Do you eat your dinner? No, I don't eat in the bath, Claire. Don't you eat in the bath? No, oh, you know what I love? A glass of wine in the bath. Oh, I don't know. Do you have a bath bomb? No. A bath bomb? Mm. No, because they stay in my bath. Mm. I don't like it. So you couldn't have... I like the smells. Yeah, I like the smells too. Yeah. So, But you couldn't have like a, you know, a little beetroot <laughs> salad. <laughs> that would be too dangerous. But you could <laughs> have cheese on toast. Yes. And what, <laughs> gosh... I'm okay. doing a very roundabout way of segging into yes. your Look, segue. basically, I'd like to talk about cheese on toast. Well, we all would, wouldn't we? So the other night, so the other night, um, it was like, what's for dinner? I haven't got anything in. Uh, usual, you know. I think it was a Friday night. And Friday night cheese on toast? And uh, I was sending me at, into, into Lee's food rules. Yeah. But I think level. it was a Friday night, and I was looking at... Um, Uber Eats or whatever, and it was like, and because I just order everything, it was like going to cost seventy five bucks or something stupid, and so I just like, you know what, we'll just have cheese on toast. It was lovely, cheese and mango chutney on toast mm. under the grill. Mm-hmm. It was so delicious, and this is what I'm going to do from now on because a Uber Eats, I don't like it. It always arrives and it's just not hot or it's not very nice. No, it's, it's all, always disappointing. It's always it? disappointing, Claire, mm. and it's cost a load of money, and by the time it gets to you, you're starving. And it's just wrong. I've decided it's wrong. So I'm going down the cheese on toast route. Right. The other night, couldn't be bothered cooking either. Mm-hmm. Had a bag of salad, a packet of frozen dumplings, made dumpling salad. Sounds revolting. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, it was me the first yeah. time. Yeah. Look, it wasn't great, but it was, but it was food. It was just dinner. We had a freezer dinner the other night where we Would had you? to eat out of the freezer. Yes. I had vegetarian lasagna. Lee had um, some turkey chilli. Oh, yes. And then we found, like, 50 million of both of those things yes, in the freezer. Yes, the like, freezer. And then there's things in there that I was like, there's some Linda McCartney sausages in oh, here yeah. that have been here for three years. i better throw them away. Um, I think there's something to be said for having cheese on toast for dinner. I agree. I agree. The other day right, I, I think we've over-egged some... all the food puddings. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's confusing, isn't that's it? So, that's like mixing your sweet and savoury. I don't yeah. know where to go with that. Uh, the other day I ordered something on Uber Eats and uh, it took forever. Oh, no, first of all, it came and they'd given me someone else's order. Oh, what so was it? To, it was, I didn't want it. It mm. was ch- Chinese. So then I ran outside and gave it back to the driver who was handily enough smoking a cigarette outside my house so I could get to him in mm. time. And he said, oh, I'll let them know. Never heard from them. So I waited about 20 minutes and I was like, this is dumb. So then I rang them and they finally, oh, I think I ended up having to send an email and they refunded me the Mm. money and then I had to reorder Mm. the food. So meanwhile, Lee has eaten his dinner because he came home and he already had his food. So anyway, he, so then mine didn't come for ages and then when it came, the guy said, I've left, um, I'm here. Wasn't here. I went outside, no one there. The man next door was walking his dog and he said, oh, I saw an Uber Eats guy here, I was just here. And he'd taken it in. He'd sent me a photo of where he'd left mm. it 
in a building two doors down from mm. me on the top floor, mm. which is not my house. So where at did all. you go? I had to go. Had to go in there, sneak up the stairs, and get my free. Which is giving me anxiety. I know it was making me very ang- anxious as well. Yeah. And of course, the man next door to me was waiting for me because he was worried that I was going to get attacked or yeah. whatever. So him and the dog were out at the front. We were looking up different alleyways. We didn't know where it had gone. Oh, gosh. Such a debacle. It is a debacle. Next time, what will you do? Cheese on toast. Thank you. Passive-aggressive things at work. Yeah. Like them? Love them. (laughs) Can't get enough of them. We've spoken a bit in our book, which is called How Not to Live Your Best Life, about about how to send a work email and, you know, things, work phrases we hate. Yeah. Some of them are here today. Yeah. What what sparked this then? Well, I don't know if I want to say. No, okay. <laughs> just people. Some people have been. I've but been, you sent um, one of these. Yes. Well, uh, not only has have I been feeling like there's been some passive aggression in my work capacities yes. in recent times. Not saying anyone's name, um, but today I was in a Zoom meeting oh, and yeah. I actually said just to make sure we're on the same page. Who are you? I don't even What's know. happened to you? I don't know. And so... And were you all on the same page? Well, or were we, you all on completely different pages? I think we were pages? on different pages. We are reading different books, I think, <laughs> I believe. But there's this... Um, so I had a little look around because I was thinking, oh, must, it's weird how I'm just obsessed with this at the moment. But there's a book that's just come out called Digital Body Language by a woman called Erica Dewan. It's all about this. It's been all over the press. So I don't know whether I've just seen it mm, somewhere Absorbed as well. it. But um, as per my last <laughs> yeah. email. So, um, but yes, I definitely did say, just making sure we're on the same page today, which actually is basically saying, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. So let's all just come do what I'm to telling what you I'm to telling do. you to yeah. do. Going forward, do you say yeah. that? No. Going forward, so basically you're saying, don't ever do that again. Yeah. Bumping this to the top Love of your this. inbox, which is a passive-aggressive way of saying you need something done now. Yep. I quite like that. I, yeah. I do a Would bit you of use a, that? No, but I say things like, um, just checking you got this. Oh, annoying. I'm really annoying. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a very annoying emailer because <laughs> I'm very impatient. And because I'm a freelance journalist, yeah. I spend a lot of time waiting and for being things. Being paranoid. And, yeah, being paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um for future reference, this can come off as you calling them out on a mistake they knew they shouldn't have made. Yeah, that's like, for future reference, don't ever do that again. Yeah. Basically, it's for, what you're saying. For future reference, yeah. don't call me paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And per my last email... Does anyone actually say that? Per my last yeah, email? Yeah, people do. But right. I, I think, um, you know... Yeah. Everyone knows not to, don't they? Do you know what I do when saying, people send me emails like that? No. Bin. I ignore trash. them. Oh, I just yeah. actually ignore them. Mm. Oh, I don't reply. Mm. Yeah. And I just, then they send you another one thing. That's per my look. Yeah. Thing. It's just like that because they want you they want you to reply. Don't they? I'm a very chatty emailer. Oh god. <laughs> As in I don't I don't fall victim to the um the office politics scenario where you have to be really polite. I'll just yeah. say Hello, everyone. Just yeah. letting you know that I put this in now. Sorry about the delay. Hello, like, everyone. I'm, yeah. But yeah. I'm not like lots of love and kisses. No. I don't say love I've you. been told I'm quite, I've, I'm getting more and more abrupt in my emails. You are as quite I get, abrupt. Yeah. Um, I just can't be bothered. No, it's just like, bitch. yes, I like it. No, I don't like it. Yeah. Or, no, yes, whatever. Um, I can do cause, that. Yeah, because I'm a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that too. But I'm also... Mm. I also... Um, 
I notice that like if I'm dealing with lots of corporate people, mm. I, I deliberately become not corporate. Oh yes, like, I think I would do that just because yeah. I want Smiley to be. Face. I, I want yeah. to be the the fun one. Hashtag hashtag goals. <laughs> I'm the fun one. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to work here, but it helps. I yeah. never say that. I would hope that people know as well with me that that I'm not abrupt and that I'm not rude and that, that I hope they know I that. I hope they know that. But do you reckon I don't they know do? That Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just kind of rude bitch. They're like, that Lisa. God, so Only rude. Only just get away from us. So it. rude. Um, okay, last on the agenda, Oh, right, yes. On the agenda. Please refer to the agenda. <laughs> I have sent you the agenda. Please refer to it. I'm just going to bump this to the toe of your inbox. Yes, please do. Oh, no, you won't want me to. Oh, no. Please. (laughs) Please don't. That could be the the headline of this story. Bump this to the top of your inbox. Tell us what it is, Claire. That's a clitoris. (gasps) This is a story that was in The Guardian, and it blew my tiny mind because it's very funny. Most Britons cannot name all parts of the vulva survey reveals. Now, yes. 40% 40% mislabeled the clitoris regardless of their gender in a study conducted out of concern for female patients. So my question to you is could you <coughs> could, could I you name put your finger on <laughs> could you put your finger on could the clitoris if you were if you were forced if would someone you need to pin the clitoris on the donkey Well are they showing me a picture How's, Yeah they have there's a picture doing? there's a picture right So they're of, showing me a picture with various picture. bits and bobs and you have to label them could you label them Now I don't expect you to do it on the podcast because right there's no actual picture that you can show. But I think it's interesting. I think I could get maybe most of them. I would seventy five percent. I could. Look, get, I'm I looking at right now. It's really quite in your face, so to speak. <laughs> um, I do, I don't think I'd know the actual names. Right. Necessarily, like, would you know <laughs> urethral opening? Well, I probably would just go urethra. I probably um, wouldn't. I'd, <laughs> I'd probably go. That's where you wee hole. Wee hole. Or something. <laughs> 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 Why do You're you so <laughs> so the woman like... said we hold. <laughs> but also, it's also like the poor men, right? So they, they did the study. Yeah. Um, it's quite it's it's funny because it's sad, really. But like, so thirty seven percent mislabeled the clitoris. Hello, that's all the boyfriends I've ever had. Boom, um, I'll be here all week. Um, 46, 46% correctly identified that women have three holes down oh below. Gosh. Only uh, 46% knew yes, that women had... Yes. Most, a lot of people think that you wee and um, have sex out of the same hole. I think that's a, gen, that's a general... A lot of people would think that, right? Oh, can you see my face? Okay, I'm trying really hard not to look at you, but I think that's true. Yeah. Um, so they did this questionnaire, 171 women, only 20 men, mm. but anyway... Um, and they had to not to name them and, and label them. 49% labelled the labia, 18% identified the perineum, which is um, not actually on this diagram. Not on the diagram. So that's a, that's a misnomer. Mm. Um, and then, but the reason they did the study is because um, they were worried that when women were um, getting treatments and getting... Um, What's it when someone comes and looks at, looks at you? Like an exam. An exam. Examination. They didn't know what they right. were being examined oh, for. Or, so people would say, we need to have a look at your urethra and mm. your anus or whatever, and they be like, wouldn't know what was but being done What about them. how now everybody basically calls that whole region your vagina? Vagina, yeah. Isn't that a goop thing? Isn't that Is a it? Gwyneth Paltrow miss? Representation. Is it? Is it? I think so. I think she started that. Bloody Gwyneth. <laughs> She's so responsible for so many things. Yeah. Well, she um, says this this candle smells, smells like, like my, my vagina. vagina. Yeah. So your vagina, 
for people who want to know. It's just the internal bit. Thank it's you, not Claire. the out. That's the revolver. Oh, um, there's your labia minora and majora, which sounds to me like something you see um, in Norway when the, <laughs> the Northern Lights. But anyway, <laughs> you would see it in Norway, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I mean, they're very free and easy, the Norwegians, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> in a, in a note, um, I think you should all go and stare at a doc, at a um, drawing of uh, women's lady parts, get all the names correct, yeah. and then feel very satisfied that you have done a good job. Okay. We'll see you next week. Uh, I we can't won't believe, be testing you. I can't believe you just made us do that segment. <laughs> it's the best segment we've ever done. Um, and we will see you next week. Come to the PDAs okay. and tell us how disgusted you are with me yeah. for talking about labia and majora. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and have a lovely week. Okay, bye. Bye now. Bye.